0: This program is part of Film Geek Radio. Visit FilmGeekRadio.com for more great shows.
1: Hey movie addicts, welcome to Cinema Fix, your stop for the purest, highest quality movie reviews on the block. I'm Andrew Johnson, and I'm joined today by my fellow dealer, Monica Castillo.
0: Hello, Andrew.
1: Careful, Monica! The darkness is coming!
0: Oh, tell me more. It's not already here?
1: No, there's some darkness, and it's spreading, and I don't really know what it means.
0: More darkness?
1: I don't know if it's like a physical darkness, or like a social darkness.
0: Well, I guess we just had daylight savings time, so I guess that counts.
1: Yeah, you better be careful.
0: A whole hour of dark.
1: Oh, as always, our listeners can subscribe to Cinema Fix on iTunes and email us at cinemafix at filmgeekradio.com. You can also leave us a voicemail at 336-793-2509. We'd love to hear from you. This is episode number 72 of Cinema Fix, focused on the movie Thor The Dark World. If you're new to the show, basically this is the program on Film Geek Radio devoted to in-depth discussion of mainstream blockbuster films. We are here to satisfy your addiction to quality conversation about the movies, and each week we release an episode in two parts. The first part, which you're listening to right now, is a 10-minute long spoiler-free review of the film. That way you can get an idea of what we thought about it and whether or not it's worth your time to check out. And the second part is a much more in-depth analytical discussion that does contain spoilers. So if you've seen the movie and you'd appreciate that type of conversation about what works and what doesn't, definitely listen to part two. Again, we're going to be spoiling things in part two, so if you've seen the film, go listen to that. Uh, This week we're going to be talking about Thor The Dark World. Monica, why don't you go ahead and tell our listeners what this movie is about?
0: Thor The Dark World was directed by Alan Taylor, and it stars Thor, played by Chris Hemsworth, as he has since achieved peace throughout the Nine Realms. However, back on Earth, his sweetheart Jane, played by Natalie Portman, discovers an ancient artifact that awakens some dark elves intent on destroying the universe. So Thor decides to hit stuff with his hammer and make it right.
1: Here's a clip. Jane. Sorry, I just needed to make sure you were real. It's been a very strange day.
0: Oh, I am. Jane, what?
1: Where were you?
0: Where were you? Heimdall cannot not see you.
1: I was right here where you left me. I was waiting, and then I was crying, and then I went out looking for you. You said you were coming back. I know, I know, but the Bifrost was destroyed. The Nine Realms erupted into chaos. Wars were raging, marauders were pillaging. I had to put an end to the slaughter as excuses go it's not terrible but i saw you on tv you were you were in new york
0: jane i fought to protect you from the dangers
1: of my world but i was wrong i was a fool i believe that fate brought us together Okay, Monica, this is the latest installment in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Marvel just keeps growing and expanding on this universe of superhero films. Th- that we're right now in the middle of phase two of their big plan for world domination. And they've already announced four new Marvel TV shows in addition to Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. So they are intent on taking over all of Hollywood. I, I, I'm convinced. To start off this review of Thor The Dark World, I just want to ask you, were you a fan of the first Thor? And w- what were your overall thoughts on this film?
0: Why did Kenneth Branagh shoot the first Thor film as a film noir? Half that movie is shot at a Dutch angle. Why
1: Why not, Monica? Because it represents how the family dynamic is being disrupted.
0: Because someone tripped over the dolly? Like, what? Fix it.
1: (laughs) I take it you were not a fan of the first Thor.
0: No, I wasn't a fan of the first Thor. It was weird, cheap, Shakespearean-esque drama that just didn't
1: pan out. Okay, well, I'm, I'm going to disagree with you there. I actually liked the first Thor movie. When I first saw it, I was like, okay, that was pretty good, I guess. Flawed, but it was all right. And it gets better every time I see it, and it is now my third favorite Marvel film.
0: Which I will never be able to explain.
1: Well, I think part of it is probably because it has a lot in common in my mind to the first Iron Man. It's all about a very arrogant hero uh, learning to become a little bit more humble and take responsibility and change his ways. And I th- also, it, it's also a very on-the-nose political allegory and I think that the Marvel films work best when they're dealing with issues of power and war and real-life concerns.
0: Wait, is this a parallel for the Bush family? Well, not
1: necessarily the Bush family, but Bush Jr.
0: versus Bush Sr.?
1: Definitely I think George W. Bush is America.
0: And... Loki is Jeb Bush in Florida.
1: <laughs> I don't know if I'd get that specific with it. <laughs> but yeah, it's about it's about a hero with superpowers, aka a superpower <laughs> if you were, who's very uh, arrogant and militaristic and thinks that war is the answer to everything. He invades a different realm a- after the actions of a few individuals. And must deal with the consequences of that. And I think that, that Thor is a lot of fun. I think it works as a political film. I think it works as just a fun, entertaining action comedy with, as a fish-out-of-water story. So overall, I like the first Thor film. What did you think of the sequel? Did you like the sequel better than the first one?
0: I actually think it is an improvement because at least they dropped the Dutch Angles. And the hair is longer. (laughs) The hair is longer. So points.
1: You like your guys with long hair. Is that what you're saying? I do.
0: I I do, Andrew. It's the little things. I still think that Thor is relatively an unexciting character dealing with his daddy issues. I actually really like what they're doing with Loki. And Tom Hiddleston is just having the time of his life playing this character. It's so fun to watch him. And I am... Like, half the movie is just sitting and waiting for him to pop up on screen while it's explained to you this elegant and intricate backstory about the Dark Elves. And really, I just couldn't wait for the movie to start. But then finally it picks up as it goes on, and like there's really funny comedic moments here and there to kind of break up the drama and the explanation. So I actually found it a bit more interesting to watch than the first one.
1: Well, I'm going to disagree with you completely, Monica. I hated this film. I think it's the worst Marvel movie. I I don't I haven't seen a single good superhero movie this year, Monica. And after this and Iron Man 3, I'm not very excited about the direction Marvel is headed in. And This movie just felt so flat to me on every single level. The villain is uninteresting. The plot makes no sense. The characters don't change at all. Loki is fun when he's on screen, but as a character, he's given nothing to do except be deceitful. And that is his only characteristic. And pretty much everything about this movie rubbed me the wrong way. I could tell. <laughs> Honestly, it it kind of just felt like they were just spinning their wheels so that they could eventually get to some post-credits little teaser scenes to hint at what is to come. This doesn't feel like a movie that really matters in the grand scheme of things. Which is
0: kind of how I felt about
1: the first Thor, so there. See, the, the first Thor, I mean, I, I can understand if you want to argue the movie has flaws, but... It at least had characters that changed and went through an arc and were dealing with their own internal conflicts.
0: I mean, it's I guess it's really just Thor.
1: This movie has none of that. This movie, they they will like tell you that a character is conflicted, but they won't show you any resolution to those conflicts. And it drove me crazy because I was trying to figure out what the hell was going on with the plot, which really makes no sense. I'll,
0: I'll agree with you. What the hell? And I was actually really disappointed in Christopher Eccleston's character. Like, that's completely forgettable, that performance.
1: Yes. Awful, awful villain. It's one of those cases where the it's like the writers thought that for the sequel, oh, we have to make things better. Bigger. Everything in this movie is bigger. If you thought Thor was a little small mm-hmm. in scope, this movie just goes way in the opposite direction. Okay, it's not just Earth that is at stake in this film. It's universe, the universe. <laughs> oh, I was like, what? You've got to be kidding me.
0: That's just a natural progression for Marvel. Oh
1: my god.
0: I, I'm gonna call it right now for uh, Marvel, uh, The Avengers Two gonna be the whole universe
1: again this is another reason i'm not excited for the future of marvel because i feel like okay well we've already seen the universe be at stake what's next they can't get bigger than this and it's like they decided to go bigger but as a result of getting so big they didn't go deeper they didn't actually Mm. go deeper into these characters and what i already enjoyed about the first film and so i was bored through large chunks of this movie and it just all seemed like a lot of noise and a lot of flashy visuals that really didn't matter. It was a really uh, impressive-looking tech demo or video game, mm. and it—it it just nothing about this film worked for me. At least Iron Man three had personality, but they even zapped most of that out of. I,
0: I was Thor. gonna say, wait a minute. At least Thor saved itself by not adding a cute little kid to help <laughs> heal Thor through his PTSD.
1: <laughs>
0: I do want to defend Loki for a minute here, just because, I again, you don't know where his MO is, which is really interesting to watch and follow through. But there's moments there where you're wondering, like, is this an act? Like, when he is going through some sad moments, and then he, you know, decides to take revenge or so. And it's kind of weird, because before he's just, like, very direct. He just wants the throne. He just wants the power. And here, he's a little bit more sympathetic.
1: See, I'm going to disagree with you there. I think, in many ways, Loki... They they tried to make him as twisty as he was in the first film. Mm -hmm. Like, in the first movie, it's very much like, okay, what is Loki's goal? Is he angry at his father, Odin? Is he angry at his biological father, the Frost Giants? Who is he really trying to go after here? What's his ultimate goal? And it kind of keeps you on your toes. And then when they finally do reveal what his ultimate goal is... It's like, okay, that that makes sense. In this movie, I feel like you're constantly questioning what Loki's motivations are and what he's really feeling, but at no point do they ever clarify it.
0: No, which I feel like is got to be part of some other stupid movie.
1: And and that just really didn't work for me because mm. I like Tom Hiddleston and I think Loki's a great character, but at the end of the, of the movie, I was like, oh, wait, what did Loki actually want in this movie? What did he actually feel? Yeah. I'm not sure. Oh,
0: it's a cliffhanger. I'm I'm watching these as uh, serials, you know, mm-hmm. just like it's a TV show, basically. They're long-ass TV show episodes. And we unfortunately just have to wait, you know, a year or two in between for the next episode. Well, Monica,
1: this was a really, really crappy TV episode. I just have. <laughs>
0: hey, they they happen. You know they happen. I know you know they happen.
1: Yeah, it's just oh man, this movie.
0: It's it's not a memorable chapter. I'll I'll agree with you there, but I don't think it's one of the worst. I don't
1: understand how you could say that this movie. Because
0: I would definitely rank Iron Man two below this.
1: Oh no, see Iron Man two is rough and it, it's rocky, especially because they're trying Ugly. to. Ugly. You can tell they're trying to jam in too many scenes to like set up Thor and the Avengers. Yeah. But if you remove those scenes, then that extra fat, there's a good movie under Iron Man 2, and they're actually trying to say some what, stuff. What, like 20 minutes left? No, no, there's actually some quality stuff. Go back and rewatch that film. That's not a bad movie. Oh,
0: I'm not putting myself through that again. <laughs> so I'm going to rewatch The Avengers only because I hadn't watched Thor before watching the Avengers, so that was fun. Like, who the hell is this Loki dude? Oh, man.
1: I will defend Iron Man 2. I think the only truly awful Marvel films are, unfortunately, the ones we got this year, Iron Man 3 and Thor the Dark World.
0: Yeah, I'll put Iron Man 3 on there. You just like Thor, the original, too much, because I'd put Thor underneath Thor the Dark World.
1: Maybe. Oh, man. I just, I don't understand that at all.
0: The cinematography was bad.
1: Other than the Dutch angles, Monica, what did you, wh- like?
0: I wasn't interested. I totally wasn't interested in him yelling at Anthony Hopkins. That that only gets you so far.
1: You were more interested in this vague generic bad guy and his vague generic plot and stuff that makes no sense in this movie.
0: Also, Natalie Portman's character in the first movie is also kind of annoying. This one, she's a little less annoying.
1: Uh, I don't know. Mm.
0: it's just it's not an interesting chapter for me i much rather prefer captain america i i'm looking forward to that one okay the winter soldier
1: all right well we're gonna have a special guest on for part two and i have a feeling it's gonna be me fighting against you and our guest once again that seems to be happening more and more often
0: i guess lately yeah (laughs) it's just you andrew
1: oh man yeah I, i just i do not like this movie at all this to me is the epitome of bad sequels, bad blockbusters, all the negative stereotypes and ideas you have about bad summer movies, that is Thor The Dark World. It is completely meaningless. Nothing in it matters, even though everything is at stake. (laughs) The entire universe is at stake, and yet at the end of the movie, I was like, well, that didn't matter at all. Like... Major characters, or supposedly major characters, die in this film, and I felt nothing. Eh. Well, that will wrap it up for part one of our episode on Thor: The Dark World here on Cinema Fix. Don't forget to tune into part two for a much more in-depth look at the film. I'm sure it's going to get heated uh, with our with our guest. It's going to be great. And don't forget to tune in next week when we'll be discussing Twelve Years a Slave. That's a happy movie, right, Monica?
0: Oh. S- So going to need a hug after this podcast.
1: (laughs) All right. Well, we'd love to get your feedback on the show. You can email us at cinemafix at filmgeekradio.com or comment on the website at filmgeekradio.com. You can also subscribe to the show through iTunes. So if you like this episode, please write us a review. That would really help us get the word out about the program. You can also donate to us through the website. We really appreciate your help. And don't forget to check out other great shows on Film Geek Radio, including The Thin Place, The Nerdy Projectors, and our two new podcasts all about uh, TV shows. We've got The Briefing Room, which is all about the third season of Homeland, and the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. cast, which is all about Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. So if you're a Marvel fan, might want to check out that show as well. Uh, Monica, where can people find you online?
0: People can find me online on Twitter and Tumblr at movies. that's M-C-A-S-T-I movies. They can also find my work reposted on the Boston Online Film Critics Association website at bofca.com.
1: You can find some of my writing at patheos.com and moviemezanine.com. You can also follow me on Twitter at WriterAndrew. If you do follow me, be sure to send me a message and let me know you're a listener, and I will follow you back. That'll wrap it up for this episode. I'm Andrew Johnson.
0: Hi, I'm Monica Castillo.
1: And have fun this to my own